I'm really excited to watch the new Batman movie with you, Marshall. Oh, yeah. I really hope that there's a moment where Robert Pattinson gets on the screen and he goes, I am the Batman. And he kind of emphasizes the the, you know? Uh uh I think that'd be pretty sick. I'd also love to hear him say, like, uh, where is she? Everything else will just be fine, I guess. Just icing on the cake. Welcome to episode 436 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Lovin. And I'm Marshall Bach. Welcome back for another episode, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Hanging in. We got a tight episode tonight. It's been a busy day. Uh, we got a lot going on, just personally, professionally. So we're going we're gonna to get in now. We're going to spare everyone uh, the long-winded rants. The rigmarole. The rigmarole. So, Marshall, shall we? We shall. Marshall. Marshall. This episode's supported by Vergaro. Vergaro back. Hey. Yeah, and they're hiring designers. Vergaro is hiring designers to build booking payments and marketing solutions for growing businesses in the beauty, wellness, and fitness industries around the world. If you want to have an immediate, direct, and high impact through design, you can learn more about Vergaro at designdetails.fm slash Vagaro. That's V-A-G-A-R-O. Thank you, Vagaro. Thanks, Vagaro. We also have some new VIPs this week. Hey, welcome. welcome. Shout out to Shoga Saruta, Oyvind Hartness, Adrian Domkin, Ravi Aujla, and Javin or Javin Towers. Sorry about the pronunciation on that. I'm not sure which way it goes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Javin. It's got a good ring to it. <gasps> welcome, everyone, to the fam. Uh, you know, maybe this is a good time to just check in once more. I feel like I haven't done the sort of requisite apology for butchering your name. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I try my best. Welcome to the fam. If you didn't know, we're a listener-supported podcast, which means that every week, designers from around the world gather at patreon.com slash design details, where for just a buck a month. Just a buck a month? You get access to bonus episodes of the show called the bonus episode, The Sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. And The Sidebar is that double up every week. So when we get through our main topic and we say goodbye, just remember that our patrons over at Patreon are getting a whole other episode this oh, week. Yeah. In The Sidebar, we're talking about the value of ideas a little bit of follow-up, actually, on last week's Sidebar. So if you're a long-time Sidebar listener, you get these sort of long-running threads of new ideas. So we're talking about the value of ideas in today's Sidebar, and uh, we hope to catch you there soon. If you are enjoying the show, whether it's your first episode or 436th, we hope you consider joining us. Patreon.com slash design details. It's just a buck a month. It's just a buck a month. All righty, Marshall. Main topic time. This is a, a pressing and relevant topic for us uh-huh. because you and I are short on time and the ability to focus right now is more important than ever uh-huh. <laughs> and simultaneously harder than hell to accomplish to reclaim your focus. So I thought we could spend a few minutes talking about little strategies that we've been playing with, tweaks, both behavioral and then just straight up through tools and software that we're using to reclaim our focus or at least attempting to, hopefully in the spirit of inspiring someone else out there who's struggling with focus to make a couple changes. Cool. So Marshall, tell me about how you have been reclaiming your focus. Yeah, uh, I was thinking earlier today about how nice focus states are on iOS. And I've kind of molded them to fit my life in certain ways to to help me 
not be distracted in certain circumstances and allow myself to be distracted in other circumstances and really draw the line between those by removing and adding apps to different home screens on my phone. So basically, I'm always in a focus state, Brian. Um, I'm either in personal mode or work mode or sleep mode and sometimes driving. But mostly it's those three. And when one ends, the next one begins. They hand off from one to the other. Um, In each one of these focus states, though, I have a single home screen. My personal home screen has everything and then work is like a subset of that, and then sleep is basically nothing on the home screen, right? Just two widgets, Audible for my audiobook, and calendar for the next day's events. But one of the really nice things about the focus modes is you can tell certain apps not to show their badges. And one thing I've found infinitely useful is when work ends, I don't see the badge number on my email app, uh, which does so much for not having to think about that number. Like uh, it allows me to forgive myself for not opening that thing after hours. Right. Like I can, if I want to, if I want to go through an inbox zero, but otherwise, like every time I open my phone, I'm not distracted by that little voice in the back of my head. Like 29, you got 29 unread emails, clear the badge, clear the badge. What, make it what, zero. If, what if one of them's really good? Uh-huh. What if it's a juicy email. Got got to get that voice to shut up. So I just do it automatically. It just hides the number. And then that voice in my brain shuts up and I can focus on other things like enjoying life and stuff. One problem I have with the the focus modes, like it's clear that there was a problem that needed to be solved and Apple came in and offered this as the solution. It feels really tedious to set them up. Like you go through and each one has apps, home screen configurations, allowed contacts. It's just a lot. So I've only used... I guess technically three, but two of them are automatic and only one I customize. So the two that are automatic are bedtime, which mm-hmm. is you just choose some hours. Yeah, that integrates with the clock app too if you have bedtime set up there. Exactly. Integrates directly. The second one is driving. That one just works automatically the second my phone connects with Bluetooth to the car. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is I just have do not disturb and I just turn it on and off as I go because I can't be bothered to like do the customized home screen and contacts. So I think do not disturb still lets you have the option to allow calls from favorite contacts, which just lets me set up family, significant other, and a few close friends, like emergency calls. That's basically it. I haven't gone deep into like the home customization, all that other kind of stuff. It just feels so tedious. I don't know. Maybe you just do it once and done, or do you find yourself having to like keep fiddling with this, open it up, customize the apps. Oh shit, I forgot an app or this app actually is not what I need at that time. Oh, this contact, that contact, like just feels like an invitation for a lot more fiddling. Um, this specifically I think wasn't too bad. I basically did one pass on it. And since then I've like added an app to one mode or another, but aside from that, yeah, it was just like one afternoon of going, okay, how do I want to do this? Okay. So I guess I, yeah, while I haven't done all the focus mode stuff, what I have done is I have, basically a zero badge policy. Um, So no apps on my phone have badges. and Ever? Ever. Well, yeah. So the thing that I'm trying most recently, this is a little bit extreme, but I removed every app from my home screen. And the app library, the app library screen doesn't show badges anyways. So there's literally no way for me to find a badge. And it's a little bit scary for me because I very much am paranoid about missing things. The app library would show badges when you're in it. Nope. Mine does. It doesn't show badges. 
Oh, I mean, if it does, then I guess I've just turned them all off. I thought I had an example where I was supposed to have a badge and I didn't. Anyways, so yeah, I use Notification Center for for in, incoming stuff and triage that. But I'm also incredibly aggressive about turning off push notifications. And here's one thing, Marshall's like, I am just constantly figuring out how to remove stuff. I think this is maybe more personal, but like I really have a problem with just like constantly checking shit. So the more I remove it, the more I, I very much have an out of sight, out of mind way of living, which is good and bad. Means that when I'm focused, I'm focused. But when there's distraction around me, I am impossible to tame. And so, yeah, now I'm like, I am spending a lot of time trying to make my phone not really a phone. So maybe I just shouldn't have this phone. <laughs> uh, I have the big one. I have the 12 Pro Max. I'm like, maybe yeah. I should downgrade next time. You have like all the phone you can have. I have the, yeah, the most phone I, you can buy. The mostest phone, yeah. <laughs> the the phonest phone. <laughs> and so I'm thinking I'm just going to start whittling away at that as well. Like what's a device that is useful for me in emergencies, but is not something that I reach for for entertaining myself because the screen is too small and it's too uncomfortable to type on. And I think it's probably like a mini. I don't know if they're going to discontinue that. I think they are, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel I feel very bad about it because you know I love software so much and I love designing and using software. But it's just clear that I, I've lost control a little bit and so I'm also doing stuff outside of software, like besides just hiding badges and hiding apps from my home screen. My partner and I have very recently started this thing where we'll just put our phones on each other's desk. And we do that during the workday. And it's been great. Like, or, or not even during the workday, like this weekend, you know, I kept checking my phone, just put it on her desk. And all of a sudden I get in, find flow, crank some shit out, get work done. It's amazing. Something more drastic that I haven't done is give her my screen time pin, mm-hmm. which would be intense. Uh, I don't know if I could deal with that. Pro- that probably means I should do it because um, I've never enforced a screen time because it's just too easy to type in the pin. I'm like, oh yeah, I only need Twitter 15 minutes a day and then 15 yeah. minutes a day comes up. I'm like, come on, I know the passwords. Bullshit. Well, <laughs> I think that's the thing and this is why I set up the special home screens is because there's some psychological thing that happens there's a difference between just tapping on an icon that's there and pulling down and searching for the app. Exactly. Like, I know I'm doing something a little bit naughty when I do that. So every time... <laughs> you naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> so like having that separate home screen forces me to like make the conscious choice of like, no, I actually do have a little bit of time here. I'm going to waste it on one of these social yeah. media apps, right? Well, I don't think we're discovering anything new here. I think this is like a very common thing in habit-forming psychology. Totally. It's like remove triggers, you know, um, this, it's also the same with, uh, for me, it's food, right? Like I generally eat pretty well if I don't have shit in the house and the best way to not have shit in the house is to not buy it. And the best way to not buy it is to not grocery shop while I'm hungry. Uh huh. So it's this chain of events. Like if I go to the grocery store and I'm hungry, I will overbuy a bunch of junk and then that junk is at home and I see it and that's the trigger to eat it because I'm I, in the same way that I'm an inbox zero person, I'm also a snack zero kind of person. Like I don't like having half eaten shit around the house. I'm like, uh-huh. I'll just, I'll just finish it and like get rid of the packaging. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a thoroughness thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, truly completionist. It's dedication. You know, this is another thing too, Marshall is I feel like I am a generally productive person. And one of the ways that I've stayed productive over long periods of time is I have a system of things that I just always keep it inbox zero. So I keep Things at zero, I like try and clear that out every day. Keep my email at zero. I keep my GitHub notifications at zero. 
and I try to keep my Twitter DMs at zero. And at the moment of this recording, I'm behind on all of those things. And it is very stressful for me. It feels like this weight in the back of my head, this thing that I'm constantly like that is tugging me into going and and just getting them to inbox zero. And I don't think that's super healthy. Uh, I think it's like giving up, seeding a lot of my schedule to other people's demands. So I don't know, maybe this is like we're, we're treading into therapy session territory here, but it's really like I feel good when all of this stuff is cleared of clutter and I consider unanswered inbox type stuff clutter. Same with badges and, and my notifications that are like all this stuff. So yeah, I, I, this what's the solution here besides just don't have a smartphone and be rude to people who reach out and ask for email questions. I mean, obviously work stuff, you got to do work stuff, but like emails, Twitter DMs and to-do lists, like a lot of that's letting other people kind of command my my day. Yeah, so I have different thresholds for my inbox zero obsession. I think I have a similar thing to you, but it isn't daily, right? So like for pings, like text messages, chat, that's like I try to clear that out very quickly, right? If you want to get a hold of me, ping me. That's like an hourly basis or even minutely. But then to-dos, I try to clear that out. I do everything for the day by the end of the day. And email, I try to like get everything answered by the end of the week. So I go into the weekend, Friday evening with a clean slate. And I've set the expectation with the people around me that that is the frequency with which I will give my attention to those things. Yeah. So like, like I said, if you want to get a hold of me, ping me. If you want to get a hold of me eventually, email me. I'll get back to you eventually. But everybody knows. So, so okay, setting expectations. And I think also I need to adjust my like time horizon for zero. Like I've, I've always been a day each day get all things to zero, but I think some of these need to start shifting to weekly or monthly even. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this maybe evolved into like a mini psychoanalysis of how we deal with to-dos and the sort of constant demands of an increasingly large percentage of our life spent on screens. Maybe people out there listening have ideas, things that they've tried and learned from. I know that there's probably books. It's like, yeah, I've read Atomic Habits and all this kind of stuff, but I feel like I need a mixture of changing the way I think about my relationship to others and to notifications and to like the expectations that email and DMs create, as well as, you know, the things we've described and and hopefully more ideas from, from people listening of how can we leverage the software and tools we have to help us live the life that we actually want to live and focus on things we want to focus on. I'm just afraid that you might swing too far in the other direction, like full recluse. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go Unabomber on us. It's like, (laughs) it's okay to have snacks in the house, right? Just moderation. Anyways, hope that helps. Anyways. Okay. Marshall, let's get out of here. We'll probably have more to talk about this as we learn from other people. So if, if you are listening and have ideas, things that have been effective for you at reclaiming your focus, Tweet at us, let us know, DM us, and we can have a little bit of follow-up next week. Marshall, cool things time? Cool things. What you got for me? So I love the television show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Have you watched this television show? Actually, I don't even need to ask. Of course you've watched this television show. we <laughs> yes, watched it together. Course. Yeah, It's a great show, and it's one of those shows where I remember when it came out. I was pretty young because it's, it's been around a while. I think I was maybe in middle school, and I didn't get it. I was too young to get it, right? 
it just looked low production quality, which at the time it was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this doesn't look like a fancy TV show. So I didn't watch it. Then I think it wasn't till probably late high school or college where I actually kind of checked it out. I was like, oh, this is actually a great show. I enjoy it. And then I took a couple of years off. And then eventually like came back around. Now I've watched every episode of almost all the seasons. I haven't seen the newest season um, working on it, but I've now I'm caught up. Okay. So anyways, I love this show. It's wonderful. <laughs> I recently restarted a, a watch through. I'm caught up back to season 13. It's, it is a, it's the happy place for me, right? Like a lot of people have this with the office or parks and rec mm-hmm. for me, always sunny in Philadelphia is that happy place television show. Anyways, they have a podcast. Yeah, they do. I discovered it maybe two months ago. They've been doing it for a little while. So I, I came in, I think they'd already recorded maybe 10 or 15 episodes. And I just binged the whole backlog and I've been keeping up ever since. And the format here isn't new. It's just um, Glenn, Charlie, and Rob, uh, not Caitlin. I can't. Decide whether to use their real names or their... their yeah, characters. yeah. I'm like, oh, you mean Dennis, Charlie, and Mac? Yeah, okay. Dennis, sure. Charlie, and Mac. D's not, <laughs> D's not a guest or a host. So it's just the three guys. And the show, they switch it up every week. It's meant to go one by one. Every episode of the TV show, they will rewatch and talk about it. That's not a new format. I think a few of those kind of spun up during COVID. I know there's the office ladies who did it for the office, probably a couple others. Anyway, so they kind of started with that, but they've basically built this like internal lore for the podcast now because they've told so many backstories and explained so many inside jokes and talked about little production details that most people don't know about or told childhood stories that nobody's ever heard before. So now there's, it's very much this feeling of, I mean, it's totally a parasocial relationship, but feeling like you know these people and you're like hanging out with friends every week. Mm -hmm. And so this is now my Happy Place podcast in addition to being a Happy Place TV show. I've been listening while I go on my run. But here's the problem. They are also on YouTube now. So they've been recording video for all of these and the production Mm -hmm. value is pretty good. They started very janky, very startup-y, right? Like their first videos were not great production quality, but they learned and iterated. It's just like the show. Yeah. And now they have a studio. They, I think this week they moved into like a proper studio. And it's one of the, the few podcasts that I think is going to be more entertaining to watch on YouTube than it will be to just listen to because they have so many props and facial expressions. They're so just expressive in general that it's a great YouTube watch as well. So all this to say, for listeners who have watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and enjoyed it but haven't heard of the podcast, definitely check it out. And then for people who have never watched the show, highly recommend it. And it's a great time to start watching it because you can sort of pair it one-to-one, at least for the first few seasons, with this sort of behind-the-scenes conversation of with the creators now 16 or 17 years later. So that's my cool thing this week. Cool thing, Brian. Yeah, uh, I need to catch up. I, I've caught clips, so I've seen some of the funnier bits, and it just makes me want to watch more. So yeah, I, I think I'll probably have to queue up a playlist and have it run in the background. Yeah, it's good background listening, too. Cool. All right. Um, my cool thing this week, I actually have a useful little Mac utility. So I don't know if you've ever run into this problem before, but periodically, my headphones will for some reason, just lose balance from being centered. It'll be like off to the left or off to the right randomly. I didn't change it. I don't even know what made the difference, but like for whatever reason, it just get out of whack. 
And I looked this up and it's a bug and I don't think there's a fix for it. The only fix that people on these threads have been able to find is this little Mac utility called Balance Lock. It's free and it's just a little menu bar icon that sits up there and it locks your balance to the center if you want it to the center or wherever you want it, which is an awesome little extra bonus feature. I think it's mostly to solve for this problem of balance being uncentered. But if you have a hearing loss in one ear or another, you could, or, or tinnitus or something like that, you could use this to help shift that center to make it feel more balanced based on your hearing loss. So like, I don't know, this is a really great app. It's 4.9 stars. I think it's 600 reviews or something like that. It's one of those like automatically start at login and you just never think about it. It just runs in the background. Right. Very good. Balance lock on the app store. Link in the show notes. Check it out. Love it. Yeah, I've hit that bug once before, but it wasn't that the system changed my balance slightly. It changed my balance completely to, I believe, the right side. And so there was a period where I thought my headphones were broken or Mm -hmm. my computer was broken. Yes. It's like, okay, wait, hang on. Everything didn't break at once. And then you sort of, you know, work your way through the software stack and figure out, oh, okay, here's, here was the problem. But yeah, it's such a random bug. So yeah, you have to go into like system preferences. I mostly I ran into it when I was watching like YouTube videos. And so I would be like, oh, wow, this creator didn't know how to mix their audio. It's like off centered or they recorded weird on a stereo microphone and, you know, didn't set it back to the center. And like, nope, nope, they're just fine. It's my computer that did it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Blame everybody else first and then Uh realize it was a user error. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even user error, like computer error. But if you've run into this, here's your solution. Cool. Link in the show notes thing. All right. Well, this has been episode 436 of the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your thought. Share us some tips for reclaiming your focus. Tweet at us all the time at Design Details FM. If you have topics you want us to discuss in future episodes, you can DM us at any time. That will stay anonymous. Or you can open an issue on our GitHub at github.com slash design details slash design details. Link in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's conversation and want to hear more, don't forget to uh, check out our Patreon where you can get access to double episodes every week. We're heading over to the sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. And you can get your own access at patreon.com slash design details starting for just a buck a month. Just a buck a month. Alrighty. That's it. We'll catch you next week. Bye. But for real, that's the next movie night, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am finding it difficult to not to open resist. up HBO Max or whatever uh-huh. it's on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You better resist. This is a fight I get into with Effie all the time. She has no resistance. We start watching a show together. She gets tempted, watches it without me. Oh, that, that is, is bad, bad juju. Yeah. Ooh. It's gotten to the point where I've had to very explicitly say, if you watch this show without me, I will consider it a treasonous act in our relationship. (laughs) And Uh so far that's holding up. It's basically cheating. Let's be honest.